This is the Decibel Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro and I am joined by baby New Year himself, Chris Sinzak. What's going on, man? You saw me in my diaper. That's not cool. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the, the joy of video podcasting nowadays, huh? Oh, I didn't think that thing was still on. <laughs> <laughs> it's been on since Friday night. I can't shut it off. Um, I owe you and whoever else saw that a huge apology then. oh man but here we are you know all year long all anybody said was i can't wait for 2020 to be over 2020 has been the most awful year ever you know i just can't wait for 2021 and now we're finally here but before we take that bold step into the future we've got to take one step backwards one more time we're dipping back in one last time before we move on to 2020 because despite all the bullshit that we went through this year there actually was some really really damn good albums that came out yeah and i posted on facebook the other day that you know like i i came up with around 80 albums that were uh you know that i considered you know attention worthy to look into and then I broke that down to thirty-five song, you know, the thirty-five albums that I really liked, and then narrowed it down to the top fifteen. And as I know you did as well, there was a ton of great stuff released last year. Yeah, I don't even feel like I've even scratched the surface. I mean, because if you came up with that kind of list, my list was probably half of that, and then I whittled it down. But as always, this time of year, we do this episode at the end of the year every year, where we look back and pick out our favorite albums that came out that that year. And, you know, it's it's always kind of cool because it's an adventure for me because not only do I got the handful of ones that I know I love, the ones that I went out and bought on the day they came out, you know, and the ones that I was so happy with, but also it's a chance for discovery, too, because I actually go back, and I know you do the same thing, go back through and say, what did we miss? You know, what's out there that, that we didn't catch this year? I don't want nothing to slip past me. And I actually got a few debut albums from new bands that I'd never even heard of before that we're going to talk about here today. We got all kinds of good stuff for you. Yeah, there's there was the whole gamut of stuff released last year. You got, you know, classic bands that we all grew up on releasing new stuff. You got super groups. You've got new bands. You've all kind, you know, solo albums from certain artists, and uh, man, there's a ton of stuff, and you know, we'll that we'll go through as much as much as we can, um, and we got, you know, the, there's some great music for you. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to cover. So uh, let's get it on. Well, before we get to it, you know us, we got to take care of that business. We'll do it real quick because we got a lot of albums to talk about, fifteen apiece. So let's take care of that business right now. And our business is reviews, podcast reviews. Yeah, we like them from. Apple, we like them from Facebook, we like them from Podchaser, and anywhere else you can think of that you can leave your boys, the Decibel Geek Podcast, a sweet, sweet review. We sure do appreciate it. We appreciate it so much that every single week, we're going to read them on the show when they're really good, and we've got a couple of really, really good ones here today. Let's start off with an Apple Podcast review. This one's five stars and it's hot and it's fresh because it's talking about the best and worst of 70s judas priest that was fun yeah it sure was goes a little something like this loved the judas priest episode 
I have to listen to every one of those albums very soon. I also have a hard time picking anything off those albums I don't like. Great episode of the best music podcast out there for sure. Loved hearing some music clips in there too. Always makes my commute so much better. Keep up the great work, guys. And that comes to us from Paul Smith. It's an Apple Podcast review. Five stars. Oh, yeah. Nice. Appreciate that. And, uh, and thanks to Julian Gill for being a part of that episode. He was a great contributor to it. Yeah, he was. I really enjoyed talking to him. Man, blew my mind when he talked about flip-flopping the album around, you know, how side B should have actually been side A. It makes so much sense. Yeah, and that it's a concept record. I, I, I'll, yeah. never, I'll never hear that, that album, Stained Class, the same way again. I'll never listen to side A first ever again yeah, either. I won't either. All right, that's cool, man. Yeah, so much fun last week. Love that early Judas Priest. We got one more. If you got the time, I got the ability. Let's read it right here. Oh, my goodness, it's a Facebook recommendation. We haven't had one of these in a while. It's been a few months. <laughs> well, it's a good one. And it comes to us from Stephen Gallimvari. And he recommends the Decibel Geek podcast because Chris and Aaron are knowledgeable hosts. They know all the deep cuts of the bands that I grew up with and love. Great show with interesting guests and topics. Rock and Ron is the best mascot ever. <laughs> and he brings his own liquor to the party. Yeah, he sure does. Great show been trying to catch up on some of the older episodes that's an awesome recommendation right there thank you Stephen, for taking the time to do that for us thank you paul for your awesome apple podcast review you guys kick ass we appreciate you very much if you guys want to leave us a review somewhere and hear it right on the show give them all the stars facebook apple podcasts pod chaser you name it we'll read it yeah, thanks for those, and uh, keep them coming. And, wow, I didn't uh, realize Rock and Ron was a mascot, but he's uh, right up there with the San Diego chicken in my book. <laughs> he's foul, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, let man. The, so the awesome. jokes begin. <laughs> Another fun way you can help us out. Every time we release an episode such as the one you're about to hear today, we always make the official announcement on Twitter or on Facebook. If you retweet that original tweet, if you share that original Facebook post, and we see it on there, we say, oh, there's your name. You're amongst the many, the many awesome people that love this show. They share it, they retweet it, and they become honorary Geeks of the Week. Geeks of the Week this week are Adam Cox, Ralph Vieira, Kristen Schimbeck, John Phillips, David Glenn, Simon Cat, Keith Rockford, Joseph Capone, Bill Elam, Mike Parnell, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Sit and Spin with Joe, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, Nuala Vargo, Tom Smoke, Bobby Valentine Army, Jeff Taylor, Doug Fox, Josh Hefner, In Obscuria Podcast, Hakon Bergstad, Kiss FAQ, Alan Deshaun, Marvin Carter, J.J. McElhenney, Kevin Northern, Vet Halen, Sean Cullen, Eladio, and as always, The Mooger Fooger. Did we nail it? Probably not. <laughs> it's about as close as we've ever come. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tom Smoke is back. That's awesome. I've been watching for him on the backs of milk cartons. <laughs> oh, have you? That's cool how some names come up and they come and go. All friends, longtime friends, new friends. We appreciate you all. Thanks to everybody that supports the Decibel Geek podcast. We've each got 15 albums, man. We better get to it. Yeah, there's a lot to go through here. So uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and start us out? All right, so um, my number 15 rec record of 2020 is Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown's Pressure. You know much about this band, Aaron? 
What I do know is that I've heard good things about them. People that are in our Decibel Geek community have been talking about this band. Um, I went ahead and checked them out earlier in the year and thought they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude's a hell of a guitar player, yeah. but I really don't know a whole lot about them. Well, they uh, started out in 2009. Tyler put the band together at the age of 16, so he's kind of like a teenage virtuoso. Right on. Um, formed here in Nashville. Oh, cool. I did not know that. Yep. And uh, the lineup currently consists of Tyler Bryant, lead guitar and vocals, and he did do bass on the new record, so they're between bass players. Graham Whitford and Caleb Crosby, and if Graham Whitford sounds familiar, yes, he is the son of Brad Whitford of Aerosmith. Ah, okay, right on. So a lot of talent in this band. Um, They recorded this record in Tyler's basement during the lockdown, and uh, he was going to do it as, uh, he was just going to do a song, and then that turned into an EP, and next thing you knew, he had a whole record put together so it's uh it's and and that was the kind of our wish earlier this you know last year when all this stuff started was i wonder how much material is going to come out of this and we're already seeing the fruit of that um previous releases of this band had kind of a sameness to them for me but uh this album had a lot more diversity on it and showed some growth and in you know our good buddy d hud he's he loves this band and he's always been pushing me to get into them and uh that, that kind of changed in 2020. I, I got more into them. So, uh, yeah, but like the title track in particular is 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 really a good way to start the record off. cool yeah a lot of great songs on this one and uh yeah if uh hopefully concerts get back to normal and that's going to be on my list is to check these guys out live because i've never seen them live and i've always heard great things yeah it makes me feel bad we're in the same city as them but you know as 2020 has been nobody's been going to any concerts so it's not our fault yeah so yeah hopefully that changes soon but uh yeah number 15 of 2020 for me is tyler bryant the shakedown shit yeah man off to a real good start All right, so my number 15. Now, this is one that I really don't have a whole lot of information about other than I know they're from Dallas, Texas, and they were formed in 2017, and it's a band called Holy Roller Baby. Ever heard of this? I have not, not until you sent me your picks. Okay, so this is one where, you know, I've got my handful of bands that I know that I love that came out with albums this year that I was happy with and wanted to have on the list. But this was one that, you know, I was just kind of going through some other lists and looking at some of the albums that came out this year that I may have missed out on and was checking a few of them out. And this was one that I really kind of dug, you know. I checked it out. I listened to it. It's pretty cool, man. The whole album's really good. It's different. It's it's hard to really pin down what it is. I mean, it's heavy groove rock Mm. for sure. And... The best way I can think of describing it is maybe if Tony Iommi joined Queens of the Stone Age. 
it's definitely got a pretty heavy rock and groove to it. I think it's unique. I think it's cool. I love Black Sabbath and Queens of the Stone Age, so this album works for me. came out on October 9th. It's their debut album. The band's called Holy Roller Baby, and the album is called Frenzy. If you're digging on that, go check them out. New band, new rock. you got to support it. It's really good. I And, yeah, I get the total Queen, definitely the Queens of the Stone Age vibe to it, kind of the stoner rock sound. And, uh, yeah, I... I didn't even know about the, the even though I went did so much research on what came out this year and I didn't even see this one so that one took me by surprise. Really good pick though. Yeah, it took me by surprise too because like I said I was going through a bunch of stuff and like eh 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 mm. oh what's this holy roller <laughs> baby huh yeah I like it yeah so uh, you ready for a moment that's gonna make you go huh sure yeah lay it on me Marilyn Manson made my top list of the year. Wow. See, I'd have never guessed that. I wasn't really all that into the new Marilyn Manson. I'm a huge, I, I would consider myself to be a bigger Marilyn Manson fan than what I think you are. And oh, yeah. Marilyn Manson didn't make my top 15. Well, and maybe that's why mine did is because this is definitely more of an out of the box record for him. Uh, I'm talking about We Are Chaos came out in September on Loma Vista Records. Um, it's a dip, very different. I mean, there is there are a few songs that have the standard Marilyn Manson kind of industrial metal sound, but but this is very different, and, and there's a big reason for that. Um, it's produced by Marilyn and Shooter Jennings, and I'm being serious. <laughs> so um, they met together on the set of Sons of Anarchy, and they just started writing songs together from there. Um, yeah, it's a different album. One weird thing I noticed about this record is Juan Alderetti from Racer X plays bass on the record. Oh wow. Yeah, which I never thought that would be the case, but uh it's pretty good. it's a definite departure for him. There's a there's a little bit of outlaw country vibe in it on certain songs, but uh there's definitely there's also a lot of obvious nods to influences of his on there, especially the song Paint You With My Love, which has a total T-Rex sound. But it's good, though. I don't know, man. Didn't like that one, huh? I was kind of disappointed with this album. Like I said, I, this is the way it's been for me forever now. I, I even hate to say this, but I used to be a huge Marilyn Manson fan. I thought he was awesome. The same way that I liked Kiss and Alice Cooper for the theatrics mixed with the rock and the good songs. I was really all in on Marilyn Manson at one time. But it seems like in the last... 10 years at least 
every time a new Marilyn Manson album comes out, I look so forward to it. And I say, maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one that brings me back to Marilyn Manson. But it never is. Right. I think Marilyn Manson's lost it, man. I don't think he's got it no more. Well, I, I was never a giant fan of his anyway. So, I mean, I appreciate the, the early material. But, like, I mean, hell, everything after Mechanical Animals, I never really got into much. Um, but this one, I don't know. This I like this one because it's so different, I guess, because I didn't have that big fandom to start off with. So, to me... You know, I like hearing him do something. And there's several songs on the record I like, so it made my list. I, I had a feeling you weren't going to be into it, but uh, nobody needs a country western Marilyn Manson album. But that song has more of a T-Rex feel to me. I mean, I can hear, I can hear the influence on that. But I don't know. I hear the twangy guitar. Yeah, now I'm picturing Marilyn Manson and like cowboy hats spurs all that <laughs> they look like like a twisted version of the winona's big brown beaver video by primus <laughs> her riding a donkey spray painted black yeah that works yeah i don't know <laughs> 14's not bad though definitely wouldn't put it no higher than that yeah i and you know as i was going through all of our picks before this you know i just like but that's what's good about this show i think is like we we definitely don't come from the same point of view which i think makes it interesting yeah, definitely. We're still in the same realm, but not totally on the same planet. Hmm. And that's cool. That's all right. That's what makes this show good, I yeah, think. Yeah, for sure. All right. My number 14th pick, Raven. Hell yes. They came out with a new album this year. Everybody knows and loves Raven, right? Formed in 1974 in Newcastle, England by brothers John and Mark Gallagher. This is their 14th studio album, and it's appropriately titled metal city that's where i want to live i'm from america take me to metal city that's where i want to go (laughs) it's better than just about anywhere else these days oh man 2021 is just off to a start i have no idea what the country is going to be like by the time this airs so (laughs) let's just uh let's just hold out hope and buy our tickets to metal city this is uh pretty damn great album i gotta say i'm really kind of proud of raven this is a band that stuck it out for a long long time it's their 14th studio album i mean come on these guys have never given up and i'd imagine it's pretty hard to follow up 2015 stellar extermination album because that was really really good and i thought you know ah man that was so good how are they going to be able to top it but they did they really did it this is an awesome album you got to check it out. Came out on Steamhammer Records on September 18th. It's called Metal City. It's Raven.
love that legendary UK rockers Raven proven they still got what it takes to put out one of the best albums of 2020, Metal City. Man, if you love that old school new wave of British heavy metal stuff, damn phone. If you love that old school new wave of British heavy metal stuff, you got to be digging on this new Raven. So I highly recommend that one. It grew on me over time it uh i still don't like it quite as much as the last one but it's definitely really good and uh and they've had they've had a real strange you know collection of records over the years they've gone in some pretty odd directions but i think the last two records have just kind of solidified their sound totally yeah i remember raven when i was a young kid and that was one of the albums i bought off my uncle bruce but the only reason i got it was because of the crazy looking drummer yeah wacko with his ultimate warrior makeup on i thought well that's kind of cool that's kind of like kiss and i got it and it was it's the only raven album i ever had was uh what was it stay hard with the dude ripping his chest open with the metal underneath yeah and uh loved that album but never really stuck with raven over the years and i don't know why i think i guess being from here in the united states it wasn't you know when motley Crue was big and guns and roses and metallica you know nobody really talked about raven too much so it's a real testament to this band that they've been around stood the test of time and like i said still putting out great albums in 2020 well and of course their biggest achievement they uh, played the after party at the first rock and pot expo of course that's right of course (laughs) number one on their resume i'm sure yeah you know headlining over metallica is nothing compared to that all right, so uh, another my third number thirteen pick is uh, another band that has never made my list, and they've had several albums out over the years, but this year they they made it onto the list. I'm talking about Blackstone Cherry. Okay, you know I've never been. I, I guess this is one of those bands I've heard songs on the radio and always thought, well, you know they're pretty good, I guess, but never was enough to really inspire me to check out more of their stuff. Yeah, and and my my song pick is probably not going to be to your liking either but uh i I had a feeling when i put my list i was like my first three first three picks are not going to be much for aaron's taste but uh that's okay it's why we're different um but yeah they uh released the human condition in october on mascot records and like with tyler bryant they kind of usually straddled kind of the middle ground for me where i dig a few songs here and there and they are a good live band i've seen them a couple times but they never like totally clicked with me but uh this new album's really solid from front to back. It's very consistent. There's, you know, they did a, they did some, they've done some goofy kind of cutesy songs over the years. Like, do you remember the song "Blame It on the Boom Boom"? No. Yeah, it's as bad as it sounds. <laughs> it's uh, blame it on the boom boom. Blame it on the boom boom. It's okay. awful. And it's like you remember. I think Buck Cherry kind of started that trend of hard rock bands doing kind of novelty songs. You know, or was it Saliva? Man, I guess Saliva was pre-Buck Cherry, wasn't it? Click, click, boom. Yeah, like that whole... Or was it Nickelback? See, these bands all kind of (laughs) sit together for me, and I don't know if maybe that's why I've never really gotten into Blackstone Cherry. Yeah, but the new album has has kind of a more serious tone to it, and um, there are some great rockers on it. But, uh, you know, the song I kind of zeroed in on is, is just it shows that you know, radio is very clueless these days. The stuff I hear now, like there's some real straight ahead rock and roll that I think could be, you know, hit worthy on radio. And, you know, the song When Angels Learn to Fly really kind of states my case for me. I've come to 
maybe it was Hinder I was thinking of. Yeah, they're another one of those bands. Yeah. Like Theory of a Dead Man also. Yeah. I don't know, man. But you got to admit that has a hit. That song has hit potential if it was Oh, just definitely. Get yeah, yeah, oh yeah, radio should definitely be playing that cuz that sounds just like some of the other rock songs I hear very seldomly when I do hear songs on the radio. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh not uh, speaking of Theory of a Dead Man. Did you check out their record that came out this year? No. Oh my god. They're like they're straight up trying to be Imagine Dragons. It's the most trend-hopping thing I've heard in years. Yeah, I guess that one must have passed me by. I didn't stop and check that one out. Well, neither did anybody else, apparently. Yeah, it's weird. Some of these bands that were pretty big just a few years ago all of a sudden are dropping off, but that is the world we live in. Yeah. The flakiness of it all. I've got, at you have one pick, and then I've got another one that's a little probably well the artist is gonna be a little odd but after that i promise i'll redeem myself guys i hope so because this is off to kind of a strange start but i did like your first pick that one was okay. really good all right cool you're losing <laughs> me but i got a feeling you'll be able to reel me back in with some of your picks later on I will. i've got something for you right here that i'm betting i'm betting you've never heard of this I'm talking about a band called prowess you know about prowess no idea no idea. Me neither. Until I started going through some of these album lists of things that came out this year. And uh, you know what? What brought my attention to this band? They have the umlauts over the O in prowess. And I thought, well, that's a sign. That's metal. It's got to be good, right? I mean, they don't just give out umlauts to any band. You got to be motorhead level to be awarded the umlauts. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any band with an umlaut that sucked. I'm sure somebody will remind us. I can't think of any. This is an American hard rock band formed in North Carolina in 2016. Um, I'm reading this off like some kind of Wikipedia page because I'm telling you, I know nothing about this band. We don't, we don't read off Wikipedia. No, no, check this out. This is called everybodywiki.com. Okay. So this don't count. This is not Wikipedia. This is something else, but it looks just like Wikipedia, but it's got prowess. I think it might be from another country. But it says that uh, their musical style pays homage to hard rock bands from the 70s and 80s like ACDC, Guns N' Roses, Skinner, Thin Lizzy. I definitely hear some Thin Lizzy in a lot of this stuff. It's heavy. It's cool. Um, Let's see. They're renowned for being a hardworking band that have toured all over the U.S. They've got a new album out. It's really killer. I guess they've got a couple of EPs out already, but this, I think, is their first full-length studio album it came out on january 4th the album's called blacktop therapy and i'm telling you people it kicks ass
pretty cool. The umlauts have never steered me wrong. <laughs> They're umlaut worthy. Yeah, I really like this band a lot. Like I said, I never heard of them before. They've got a couple of EPs out. This is their new album called Blacktop Therapy. You gotta love the story of an underdog. This band has been through some shit, man. They've had their van stolen with all their equipment in it. They've lost members at the last minute before going out on tour. Their bass player broke his fingers in a, some kind of accident, but got pins put in his hand, but still went out on went out and played because he wasn't going to miss out. This is a band that's got the fighting spirit. And, uh, yeah, I think it's something somebody should definitely be into. So if you are looking to say, hey, Rock's Not Dead, there are good bands out there, good new bands that are worth checking out, add prowess to your list. I think they're awesome. You said they're from North Carolina? North Carolina, yeah. So maybe we might have a shot at getting to see them here. That would be cool. Yeah, if they come through here and things go back to normal hopefully soon, I'm definitely going to see this band, and I'm going to pick up this album, and I'm going to find those EPs because... I'm in love. That's good stuff. Yeah. I, took, I um. So, all right. You know what's annoying for me, and it was annoying on my list, and this rarely happens when I go through for my best of, is when there's you'll see like an artist that released an album, and you'll be thinking, I'm not gonna like this, but I'll listen to it just to so I can write it off, basically. Right. We're not about to talk about Machine Gun Kelly, are we? Oh fuck no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we are we about to talk about the new Miley Cyrus rock album? No. Let me before no, you go man. ahead, can I ask you? Because people told me Machine Gun Kelly's coming out with a rock album. I go, uh-huh. Yeah. And then people tell me Miley Cyrus is coming out with a rock album. I go, mm-hmm. Did you take the time to check out either one of them? I haven't checked out Machine Gun Kelly's, but I did listen to the Miley Cyrus one when it came out, just to, just out of curiosity. Um <laughs> I mean, calling that rock is a bit is a big stretch to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, it just is super heavy by Miley yeah, Cyrus standards. Yeah, it, just because Joan Jett and Billy Idol make cameos on the record doesn't make it a rock album. I mean, yeah. It's, and I, you know, I kind of thought, okay, here's two, you know, really popular <laughs> pop artists, you know, that are embracing rock music. You, dude was in the Motley Crue movie playing Tommy Lee. Maybe some of that rubbed off on him. Maybe he's coming out with kind of a crew album. And he didn't. Huh? No, uh-uh. <laughs> neither one of them were any good. So yeah. if you're about to tell me about some weird band on that level, I don't no. know. No, the artist is not really from outside the rock world, but. When I say the name, you're probably going to roll your eyes because we are all sick of hearing about this person on Blabbermouth every single day. Okay, I know exactly who you're talking about who came out with a new album this year, and I'm kind of surprised because I don't recall you being a fan of his stuff. I'm not really. I'm talking about Corey Taylor. Yeah. I'm, I don't hate Slipknot or hate Stone Sour, but I don't really dig them. I mean, they're not... I like certain songs, but they're, they're just... I'm just never a fan. And Corey Taylor seems to have an opinion about everything, and Blabbermouth seems to be interested in every one of those opinions. So it's just kind of, he's kind of ascended to the Dave Grohl level of media saturation. So it's like, it's not their fault that they get all this stuff picked up, but it just gets annoying. So, you know, he released CMFT, which stands for Corey Motherfucking Taylor, which is kind of douchey. Um, <laughs> but don't it have a picture of like a championship belt on yeah. the cover? Yeah, which I I guess you could appreciate that. I mean, it looks like a wrestling belt. But um, I was so prepared to not like this. <laughs> I was so not wanting to like this. And then hmm. 
I wound up liking it a lot. And there are, I mean, there's some weird songs on here that are not really great, but there's for the most part, the majority of the songs on this record, I think you would even dig. It's not, it's not a metal album. It's not really a straight up rock album. It's kind of, kind of something in between, but, uh, there's a lot of good stuff on this record. It came out in October on Roadrunner Records, and uh, it's a bit of a genre mixer, but uh, it's got Zach Throne playing bass. He's in Bruce Kulick's band when they do the Kiss Cruise. And, right on. Um, also, Kristen Martucci, who was in Stone Sour, now he's in Black Star Riders, plays on this. So there's a, and it, the main thing is you can tell he had fun recording it. It just sounds more inspired than the punch your punch your time clock thing with slipknot that he has to do you know so and uh, one out one song that really st- stood out from this album was culture head It's like it's got a good groove to it. Yeah, it does. Man, I see. You know what? I kind of skipped over that one because I thought, well, I'm probably not going to like that. Exactly. (laughs) After hearing that, I think I'm going to have to go back and check that album out. That's really cool. Yeah, I love the groove in that and his vocals sound cool on it. But yeah, I I was like, all right, damn it. I'm going to put it on my list. (laughs) Wow. Who the hell ever thought in 2020 I would have preferred Corey Taylor to Marilyn Manson? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess you would. Wow. Well, I guess I did too. He That's crazy. <laughs> Pretty awesome, though. I dig it. Yeah, it's a good song. All right. So in years past when we've done this, there's been a couple of like unwritten rules to how we do this. But today, you know, we're talking about 2020. All kinds of shit went crazy in that year. And so we're going to cheat a little bit, too. So I'm going to justify this because I saw on your list that you picked an EP so you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and pick an EP, too. Okay. So for my number 12 pick in the top 15 albums of 2020, I'm going to go ahead and pick an EP because, to be honest with you, there's albums I like that came out in 2020 that were full studio-length albums that I only liked four songs on. That yeah. Well, the next one after this one is a perfect example of that. So this is a band that we've talked about many, many times on the show because... Our good friend Ray Coon is the lead vocalist of a band called Dawn of the Rising. Yeah, they're our boys. They are our boys. We love that band a lot. They're from Arizona, and they are just freaking killer. Now, this might seem funny because they're like, oh, Camaro, those are your boys. Of course, you're going to pick <laughs> Dawn of the Rising. But here's the thing, you know, we get sent all kinds of music all the time. And, you know, we made friends with people that are in bands that, you know, maybe I don't necessarily get get into. I mean, 
perfect example. We had Perry Richardson on the show, was one of the coolest dudes I ever met, gave us one of the best interviews we ever had, and you don't see me running out buying Firehouse albums. (laughs) I just buy two copies. There you go. Hang on to it for me someday. When I grow up and mature, I guess. (laughs) But... This is a band that came to us through the show because they liked what we were doing. And then we, in turn, said, you know, yeah, you know, you guys are so cool and you, you want to talk about us and promote us and, and be cool with us. You know, let's check out what you got going on. And they sent me their album they came out with last year, and it was pretty damn good, you know. But they came out with the EP this year, and man... Holy shit, are these songs good? There's four songs on it, and they are all just killer, you know? And so this isn't a case of I'm just putting this band on my list because I consider them to be our friends. No, I'm putting these guys on the list because even though it's just an EP, it's so damn good that it deserves to at least be in the top 12 of my list. So the new EP was simply called Dawn of the Rising. It's got Four amazing tracks on it, and I love it. Words. You never see the light again. I feel like we only started this show so Destiny could discover this band for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, these guys are freaking awesome. There's there's so much going on in this. First off, their rhythm section is strong, you know, really powerful. And the guitar playing is killer on this. And it's got some Judas Priest in there. If you like Queensryche, it's in there. If you like, you know, there's moments of Metallica. There's, you know, it, it's a blend of all these different things. And I think it's just awesome. You know, I love Ray's delivery. I love the way he can wail, he can growl, he can kind of broke, you know, do that kind of stuff. I mean, man, love it. Love me some Dawn of the Rising. Number 12 on my top 15 of the year 2020, for sure. Yeah, they. Uh, I've been listening to that one a lot. And that one, the, the, there's a handful of, uh, there may be some of mine that might have made your list. I'm not sure, but there was definitely some of yours that would have made my list. But we like to you know space out our our picks so we can you know get basically so we get 30 songs on this time but uh but yeah no i ray and them do a great job and um i think you can probably expect to see at least ray and maybe other members of the band uh join us for friday night live in an upcoming live stream yes because word on the street in arizona is we can look forward to new music from dawn of the rising in 2021 look it's getting better already exactly love it so um all right, so now's where I'm going to start getting into the more familiar. <laughs> so, okay, good. Even though Corey Taylor was a good surprise, right? Yeah, no, pleasant surprise for sure. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, my number 11 pick, this one came out uh, February on Frontiers. And when this came out, I remember when I was listening to it thinking, this might make my list by the end of the year. Because, you know, a lot of music got released after February. But, uh, yeah, it made my number 11. I'm talking about Black Swan. Oh, yeah, you played this for me earlier in the year. This is the the band with uh, Robin McCauley, right? Yeah, it's uh, Robin McCauley on vocals, Reb Beach on guitar, uh, Jeff Pilsen on bass, and Matt Starr from Ace Fraley's band on drums. Oh, super group all the way. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, you know, there's a lot of times super group projects just don't really yield great results because it's either it's, uh, you know, it's not, is, you know, you'll hear little bits of the other bands they were in, and or it just sounds like a mishmash, and you can tell they weren't in the same room. And it's it a lot of times it doesn't work out. But uh, this is one case where they actually I don't really hear a lot of their former band. I guess maybe you couldn't some of the songs, but it sounds like a cohesive band when I listen to this album. And um, it uh, yeah, it surprised me. And like you know, and there's a lot of times where record companies will will pick a single and i'm like oh, why'd you pick that as the single but frontiers got it right on this one and uh i thought that the title track shake the world kind of said everything that needed to be said I saw you pick that because I had a couple on standby that it's like, okay, if Chris didn't pick these, I might have changed some things around and add it to mine. And that one definitely would have made my list, man. I really like that a lot. Yeah, that's, and yeah, the title track is like one of my favorite songs of the year for sure. It, uh, it's got like the heart of Dio. Oh, in yeah. It. Yeah, but Robin McCauley is totally channeling Dio on that song. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. And talking about the supergroup band members, I mean, those guys have been busy. I mean, Jeff Pilson did the album this year with uh, George Lynch, the cover album, mm -hmm. where they did, like, Bizarro covers. Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah. And they also did the the End Machine. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, dang. That one might have made my list. I forgot. That was good. Yeah. Um, and then Red Beach came out with a really good soul album this year too. That almost made my list. Oh, he did. And then I'll while we're at that, I'll mention that you know several 
amazing guitar players release stuff over the year. And, you know, some of that stuff almost made it for me too, but like, you know, Buckethead released a new record, Vinnie Moore, Joe Satriani, Richie Kotzen released a, a 50 song record this year. Wow. And, uh, and there's a lot of great stuff on it too. Um, but, uh, yeah, it kind of kept those things off to the side, but yeah, there's a lot of great guitar. If you're a guitar nerd, there was a lot of stuff for you. Right on. Very cool. So far, so good. So what are we up to now? Uh, that was my number 11, so we're up to... So this is my number 11. Okay. All right. Now I'm back on track. So before we crack into the top 10, I got one more controversial pick. <laughs> Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Some of us really liked four songs off of it and could give a shit about the rest. That's me. <laughs> And me. <laughs> so I thought, you know, when I was looking at this, I was like, eh, is it cheating to, to include Dawn of the Rising? I mean, it is just an EP. It is only four songs, no matter how stellar the album is. There's only four songs on it. And I thought, well, you know what? I got to include Ozzy because he's freaking Ozzy, you know? And if Ozzy comes out with new music, I'm going to at least like some of it. For sure, if no other reason, because Ozzy's in my heart. You know, he always will be, has been since I was a little kid. So I'm always excited when Ozzy comes out with new music, and this year was no different. So when I heard Ordinary Man was coming out, I couldn't wait to be there on the day that Target opened and actually had the CD. I can't believe it. Target still sells CDs. And so I was there on opening day to get that CD, and I got it, and... Eh, you know, it is what everybody says it is. It's it's Andrew Watt, who's a super popular dude nowadays, awesome guitar player. We learned about him from the California Breed with Glenn Hughes and, you know, liked him with that. So I thought, man, this is going to be cool. But then you get all the other stuff that comes along with it, the kind of funny production that makes it sound all modern and new. You got Robo Ozzy on there singing because, for God's sakes, he's an old man. And the life he lived, he should have been dead a hundred times already if not more. And, you know, just to be able to have some new Ozzy in this day and age was cool, you know? So I think I got to include him. Osborne. That one came out on February 21st on Epic Records, Ordinary Man, and uh, I hear he's working on a new album already. Yeah, I saw that. Man, he just doesn't know how to stop, does he? Keep him coming, Ozzy. You can do better this time, I think. Maybe you can have more than four songs that are really awesome on your album. Get rid of all the outside influences. 
maybe go back to, you know, just, just do Ozzy. Yeah. That's all we want. I think, you know, I still feel kind of the same way about this record as I did earlier last year when we reviewed it. It's where I thought it got a, I mean, I, it's not, yeah, sure, it's not up to Blizzard of Oz standards or No well, More no, Tears and standards. There's nothing he could put out in 2020 that would yeah. ever equal those first handful of albums. But I thought the amount of hate it was getting were were coming from people that were kind of trying to hold it to that type of standard. And it's like, honestly, compared to, was it Black Rain and Scream and some of the other newer ones? It's not that much different, in my opinion. No, not really, you know, because those albums were the same thing. Handful of really good songs, some other stuff kind of wishy-washy, you know, and yeah. so this one's really no different, and it's been a long, long time since Ozzy's put out a perfect album. Yeah, and I think the, the Post Malone thing is what turned a lot of people off. Yeah, big time, because yeah. there ain't nothing more annoying than watching some young snot-nosed punks tell you, man, this Post Malone's really going to blow up this Ozzy guy, whoever <laughs> he is, he's pretty good. You fucking idiots. <laughs> and so it makes you makes you dislike it because it's represented funny like that. But, you know, on the other hand of that, I can't blame Post Malone for wanting to do a song with Ozzy Osbourne. I think Baco had said on Cobras and Fire about how those guys were just kind of playing rock and roll band camp with Ozzy. And that, that makes sense to me, too. But yeah. if I could do it, I would, too. <laughs> well, honestly, I mean... It got Ozzy in front of a lot more new ears. So, you know, because I'm sure a lot of Post Malone fans did check it out. And I mean, one of those two songs, I still say I like the song. You know, I don't, it's a, it's a good, well, maybe I just like the melody to it, but, uh, it's not that bad. The It's a Riot song is terrible, but, uh, the, the other one I like, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I don't think it deserved as much hate as it got. I don't think so either. So I think it deserves to be on my top 15. I put it right here at number 11. All right. So now we're into our top 10. So uh, my number 10 album uh, was released in July on Nuclear Blast Records. It's the 13th studio album from Primal Fear called Metal Commando. Primal Fear, that's another one of those bands. They've been around for a long time, and I've heard people talk good about them. But I don't know that I've ever really given them a fair shake. Well... I was just going to make the point that, you know, how Overkill always gets a lot of praise regularly for being so consistent with how they, they sound. Yeah. Primal Fear is the same way. I mean, like, they're, it's just a solid, thrashy metal. And you got Rolf Sheepers on lead and backing vocals, Matt Center on bass, Magnus Carlson on guitars. I mean, that that's three incredible musicians. And all their albums are good. And, um, the riffs, the production, it's really, if you haven't checked out Primal Fear, give it a shot, because I and I think you will really dig it. And uh, there's a lot of good songs on the Metal Commando album. My personal favorite one is My Name is Fear.
cool. Yeah, just and the whole album's like that. It's just it's pretty heavy. It's like thrash meets power metal. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's definitely got like that European power metal thing going on, but definitely it's got some thrash guitars going on in there too, man. I kind of dig that. Yeah, I think like if you're a hardcore Judas Priest fan, especially from the '80s era, you could get into this stuff. And how many albums have they got out? Thirteen. Wow. See, yeah, that's a band a I need to. Yeah, I need to check into that more. That's. I feel like I might have missed out on something there. Yeah, they're. I think their last album made my best of the year list too. So yeah, I've really gotten into them over the last few years. Right on. I've had a few of my favorite bands come out with albums this year. You know, we already talked about Ozzy. He's one of my all-time favorites, and I've got a couple coming up towards the top that are bands that I've loved a long time. You know, we talked about Raven a little bit. But this is one of my absolute, probably, definitely top ten, maybe even top five favorite bands of all time. And I'm talking about Enough's Enough came out with a new album on July 10th through frontiers records which this is not the first time you're hearing about frontiers and i'm certain it won't be the last (laughs) it will not (laughs) it seems like frontiers is always the like the star of the show when it comes to these year-end look backs on the best albums that come out i think the joke was last year the true winner of the decibel geek albums of the year award should be frontiers records because so many great bands came out with albums last year that made both of our lists and this year is no different frontiers Salute to you once again because you're helping some of my favorite bands still come out with new albums and keeping these bands alive and moving, you know, and I appreciate that because, you know, I'm not the kind of fan. And I know the people that listen to a show like this and my co-hosts, we're not the kind of fans that are just going to go back to the classic stuff. Yeah, we love the old school music, but, you know, we want new music from our favorite artists. And that's why we're so grateful for Frontiers Records, because they keep these bands around for us. New music from Enough's Enough in 2020, I am down with that. album enough's enough's ever come out with no but you know those days are in the past enough's enough ain't gonna recapture that although they kind of did for one song on here as chip and donnie reunited for a song on the new enough's enough album that one's called brainwash generation came out on july 10th 
Eh, to me, it's cool, but it's it's the chips enough band. Yeah. You're not fooling nobody. I'm okay with it, but I really miss classic enoughs enough. But I understand kind of why that can't be a thing. But that makes me that much more grateful for the song that we got that they did together separately, but together <laughs> separately. If that's the way it's got to be, that's the way it's got to be. But yeah, I mean, there's a handful of really good songs on here. A lot of different guest players with Chip on this one. Didn't really utilize his own band too much. Yeah, it could be a lot better, but it definitely could be a lot worse. I'm glad Chip's still writing new music. I know he's a creative dude and probably wants to do it. You know, he's not just relying on the name Enough's Enough. He's not just relying on the old music. You know, he continues to move forward. And, you know, maybe someday, maybe, maybe we keep our fingers crossed and, and pray real hard. You know, maybe someday there can be an aligning of the stars where, Chip and Donnie are able to work together again without driving each other insane. And how great will that be when that day comes? Because both of them by themselves, pretty damn good. Together, mm, love it. One of the best bands ever. Yeah, I agree that I would definitely would love to have a reunion. As for my thoughts on the record, um, I like this about as much as you like the Marilyn Manson record. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's really tough. You know, it's one of those things where it's in my heart that I have to support Chips enough because I've been such a huge fan of his for such a long time. But it kind of hurts me, too, that this, this, these albums, the last couple, I mean, I was cool with it when he called it Chips Enough. Right. When the album was Chips Enough, it was Strange Time, sounded just like this kind of stuff. And that's cool because it's Chips Enough. But when it's called Enough's Enough and it's just Chip... Eh, something kind of lacking about that, but, you know, I'm still grateful that, you know, even if I only like four or five songs on the album, <laughs> at least I got something. I was disappointed because they started to really gel as a live band, and, yeah, you know, Tori's been on guitar for so long, and it's just like I was wanting to hear more input from the other guys. Yeah, I was pretty bummed out when I heard that Tori didn't really play on it. Yeah, and I don't think he did. And then like and then bringing all the I don't bringing on all the guest stars is just purely in my opinion a ploy for sales. That's all that is. And when you've got such an awesome band. We we say the same thing about Alice Cooper, you know, you do all yep. this other crazy stuff, but you've already got an amazing band. Yeah. Same with Chips Enough. If you can't work it out with Donnie, Use what you got, man. You know, Tori's a good writer. Yeah. You got uh you got Danny Hill the drummer. He's amazing, you know. Chips enough. He's, you know, you you got the tools. You don't need all this other outside stuff, you know. You got some guys in the band that you know, have been a part of Enough's Enough almost as long as Donnie's been gone, you know. So rely on your team, I think is the advice I'd give Chip going forward and like I said, maybe someday hopefully Maybe I'd like to see them all get back together, you know, with Donnie would be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, for number nine for me, this is the second studio album of a band that I really didn't think we would get a second album from purely because of the schedules of their members. And uh, we got a new album from Sons of Apollo this last year. And uh, it was uh, titled MMXX, which is 2020 in Roman numerals for those of you that don't do latin math um the uh of course the members of the band jeff scott soto bumblefoot billy sheehan mike portnoy 
and Derek Sherinian. I mean, it's, it's a murderer's row lineup of musicians. Hell yeah. And, and uh, I really love the first album that these guys put out. And like I said, I never expected a second one. Lots of twists and turns on this record with, a, you know, of course, stellar musicianship and vocals. Um, but the songs themselves are, are really fantastic and not just a place for musical wankery. And uh, several great songs on this record, one that really got my attention and uh even when it was released all the way back in january and it still got a lot of play on my playlist over the past year was asphyxiation That main riff is just, it's like almost like out of key, but it sounds so fucking good. You know, just love it. It's like a super, super group. Yeah. And it's just as good as the first one, in my opinion. I, I love it. If, uh, if, if those guys get to tour, I would love to witness those guys play live. Oh, hell yeah. That would be badass. And that was another one, too, that I know I had on my list that once I saw you picked it, I was like, sweet. I leave something else in. I'm glad I could be of service. Hey, you helped me out too, though, because you were the one that came to me and said, dude, have you heard the new Annihilator album? And I was like, no, I haven't checked that one out yet. And then when I got to it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my number nine pick of 2020. Annihilator formed in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, way back in 1984. They came out with their 17th studio album in 2020 called Ballistic Sadistic. And they're the uh, most famous most awesome canadian thrash metal band i think i can't think of anybody else from canada thrash metal style that's any better than annihilator they're pretty great and this, this album rules oh man this album is so good it's stacked from top to bottom if you don't know about annihilator but you love overkill you love metallica you love megadeth you love anthrax you love those type of bands slayer testament on down the line you really owe it to yourself to check out some annihilator and you know what the brand new album might not be a bad place to start
and thrash metal power trio Annihilator. You know, they're a power trio, but founding member Jeff Waters, he's the main creative force behind it all these years. And man, this new album is something else, man. It is so good. If you love the thrash metal, you gotta love Annihilator. Yeah, that's a great record. And definitely would have made my list if you didn't pick it. So I was like, I was almost kind of like, damn, he picked that one, not me. But uh, but you picked the song I would have picked too. So it's perfect. Yeah, the whole thing is really good. I had a tough time just picking on one song. But yeah, Cycle Ward is killer, killer tune. Yeah, love that one. So for my number eight pick, uh, this is a band I knew nothing about until about two weeks ago. <laughs> and um, uh, you'd be surprised that something could make my list that quickly. But uh, thanks to our good friend Baco at Cobras and Fire, who did their best of list, I was introduced to Red City Radio. Have you ever heard of this band? Not until I heard it on the Cobras and Fire show. Wow, these guys are getting some good mentions here today. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> but uh, so I, you know, went through their their lists and stuff, and saw what they had. And uh, man, this this entire record, Paradise, that uh, came out on Pure Noise Records just in December, so this is brand new, um, just blew me away. And there's tons of great songs on this. This. This might be the most complete album on my list, to be honest with you. I don't know. But uh, they're from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. They came, they were formed in 2007, so they have been around for quite a while. They're considered an American punk band, but I think it's more rock and roll to me. But, uh, you know, you can be the judge of that with uh, a great song like Did You Know. I got a little money. Who cares? I got some friends who when I really need them, they are never there. I got a little time. Ooh, I got some stuff that I know I should do, but I just probably won't. You can go and call me negative because it's true. And you can say I piss on everything because I do. But something that I've learned from bridges that I burn. It's selfless to be selfish, so don't ever wait your turn. Did you know? That's pretty cool, man. I like that. Yeah, it's catchy, you know. And then the singer's got a definitely unique voice, and I, I'm always a sucker for a unique voice. Um, but yeah, it's great record, man. Total the paradise. Check guys, check that out because there's a there's it's good from top to bottom. A lot of great songs on there. Right on. I love it when we get turned on new music. You know, we got so many friends around the world, people that you know we listen to their podcasts or they comment on the Decibel Geek. Uh, Facebook page or in our community or even on Decibel Geek VIP group. You know, I'm always learning about new bands all the time. So it's nice to know even in 2020 and 2021, there's still good, great new rock music out there that can still be discovered. Yep. All right. What do you got for your number eight? A perfect example of what I'm talking about. This is a band that I'd never heard of before. This is their third studio album I'm about to tell you about. But I had never even heard of this band before. Have you heard of Speed Stroke? I thought that was a deodorant company. No, that's Speed Stick. Speed no, Stick. No, no this, is, this is Speed Stroke. And they're an Italian band. I've never heard of them before. Was flipping through some different lists of different things. And I saw the album cover and I thought, well, 
that looks like something I'd be into. It kind of gave me a feeling of like Motley Crue, L.A. Guns, Guns N' Roses kind of thing looking at the album cover. So I, it jumped out at me. I thought, well, let me give this one a spin, see what it's all about. And it is awesome. It is exactly what I expected. It totally fits in with those kind of bands that I like. This is a band, like I said, they're from Italy. So, you know, maybe it's something that just because I live on the other side of the planet, it never made its way across my line of vision. But man, I'm sure glad they did because I'm going to be definitely going back out and checking out more of their albums from the past. This one came out on November 6th. The album's called Scene of the Crime. The band, you got to check them out. They're called Speedstroke. Dig this. That speed stroke, man. What a great band. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good hard rock. Has a definite throwback feel to it. Love it. Yeah, and going forward through the rest of the list, the rest of my top 10 here is going to be bands that everybody's heard of. <laughs> but Speed Stroke, man, made the top 10 considering I just discovered them. Very cool. Yeah, I've got uh, most of, I've got, I think, two, maybe three that, that people may not have heard of left in my yeah. list so yeah i've got, nice. uh, got a good mix of stuff but so, i was super super impressed with them and definitely something worth checking out so for my number seven um aaron did you know that great rock and roll is created in the swiss alps i've heard that somewhere yeah it's uh right next to the where they the same place they make the swiss miss pudding bars you know same place um well see that's that's the funny thing about speed stroke too because they're a band that's right in there with hardcore superstar and shameless and crazy licks all these awesome bands that are up around these swiss alps you keep telling me about yeah it's like switzerland sweden now italy so yeah. uh, they're doing something right overseas um, but yeah, so my number seven is the longtime, sw- well-known over there Swiss band Gotthard, which is kind of the funniest name in rock and roll. But uh, they've been around, I think, since 1990. They just put out number 13, which, of course, their 13th studio album came out in March on Nuclear Blast Records. And they, you know, they they flew under my radar till the last couple of years. And but I've really gotten into them. And uh, this album's got a lot of great songs on it, a lot of kind of fist-pumping anthems especially the song 10,000 Faces. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, nice. Pretty good uh, rock and roll from the Swiss Alps. Man, I like that a lot. Gotthard's a band that I've always heard a lot of good things about. And so that's there's proof right there. I've, I've definitely missed out on that band. I've got, I know they've got a lot of CDs out. I think I've got one of them that I found somewhere and picked it up just based on, you know, what I've heard about, you know, other people talking about this band. And it's really good. And this is really good too. So, yeah, I think if you're not into them, you may be in the same boat as me or at least missed the same boat that I did. <laughs> yeah i gotta i gotta go back and buy some of their older material but i've heard they're that's very consistent all the way going back to the beginning very cool moving right along in our top 10 my number seven is another rule to be broken for the year 2020 and that is that we don't normally include cover albums and tribute albums and stuff like that on our year-end list when we do this you know we usually reserve it for full-length studio albums but you know, it just doesn't seem right because really this was probably the album that I was most excited about going into 2020 because I'm a big fan of Ace Fraley, if you didn't know that. I can't believe this isn't your number one. You've changed. Well, I mean, it is a covers album. Yes, I'm talking about Origins Volume 2. Not as big a fan of this one as I was of Origins Volume 1, but still some really cool stuff on here and... It's music from Ace Fraley, so I gotta love it, and I do love it. This was another one, lucky enough that Target still carries CDs, because for a CD buyer like myself, it's not a good market. But Target still loves me, so when a new album like this comes out, man, over to the Target I go. Went in there, got it that day, brought it back, was excited for it, looked forward to it more than just about anything else this year. Really liked it, man. A lot of good covers on there. A lot of good guest appearances, a lot of good stuff, man. I'm just glad that Ace Fraley is still bringing us music in 2020. Leslie West. Indeed, yeah. Lost a lot of great rockers this year, including most recently Leslie West. Great cover of the Mountain Song on Origins Volume 2. Cool covers of Deep Purple, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, and even appearance by our boys. That's right, the Talisman, Ryan Cook, Phil Schaus, and Jeremy Asbrock doing their cover of She on there was pretty badass. Yeah, and then and you notice on that mountain cover, you, the intro, you know what that inspired, right? Uh-uh. You didn't hear it? If you listen to it, it's uh, it's basically where Ace got the main riff for uh, Rip It Out. I guess now that you point that out, I do kind of see. I'm going to have to listen to that again. 
Yeah, it's uh, like I need an excuse to listen to more Ace Frehley. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I'm doing research this time. And, you know, and also here in Never In My Life, it just reminds you how good Mountain was. They were such a good band. Yep. And word is that uh, Ace Frehley's right here in Music City working on a new album of original material. I look forward to that way more than I do these Origins volumes. And, uh, yeah, if hopefully we can get that in 2021, that's probably going to be number one on my list next year. So don't you worry about me, Chris Sinzak. I am just fine. Yeah, we already know what the number one album is going to be that year. Um, but yeah, I didn't, whoever thought that Ace Frehley would become the most prolific member of the band. Right, yeah, we're not getting nothing new from Kiss, but oh. man, Ace Frehley's still killing it. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, before we move on, you know, because this seemed like 2020 was a big year of like the quarantine bands and singles coming out and stuff, and we really haven't talked about it, and I dig it a lot. The uh, song, the new song, from Richie Scarlet, formerly of Fraley's Comet, teaming up with Peter Chris, formerly a Kiss, and the song The Emperor and the Catman. What'd you think of that? It was pretty cool. It was cool to hear Peter playing drums again. I mean the song's a tad cheesy, but but it's uh but it was fun to hear those two. And it's just like I'm happy to hear them do a straight ahead rock and roll song. I mean it, yes. yeah, I I was happy with it. Yeah, me too. You know, after all these years, and if if you're a longtime Decibel Geek listener, all we've been crying about since the beginning of this show is, come on, Peter Chris, we want some rock music. We don't want this sappy, weird stuff you've been doing for so long. You know, get out there and show the world you can still rock. And it was very cool in 2020 to get a rock track featuring Peter Chris, and I thought that was pretty damn cool. And now, you know what that means? Peter Chris is even more prolific than Kiss his. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wow, who would have thought that in 2020? Weird. Now he just has to book a concert in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And I think our I think our New Year's Eve event was a lot more entertaining than the Kiss Dubai show. I'm but maybe I'm biased. Yeah, our flamethrowers weren't quite as big, but who needs that? Yeah, we had alcohol. That was good enough. And rock and run and lighting his farts on fire. Exactly. Watch the replay <laughs> if you missed that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Awesome. So that brings us up to what? Your number six. Yeah. So my number six, uh, this is another album released, or another, yeah, another album released on Frontiers Records. And it's a 80 style rock band from Riga, Latvia. So a lot of great rock coming out of Latvia now. <laughs> huh. Um, they've been around for a little while. They're called Bloody Heels. Have you heard of this band? No. Uh-uh. So they have uh, four members in the band, Vicky White on vocals, Harry Rivers on guitar, Chris Flynn on bass, and Gus Hawk on drums. And Vicky White is a guy. Okay, right on. So, so it kind of gives you an idea of what to expect. <laughs> so um, th- this album's got a lot of stuff you liked about 80s rock songs, big riffs, drums, sing-along choruses, and a ton of melody. And uh, one of my favorite tracks on the album is called Thin Line.
Bloody Heels. That's actually pretty cool, but I got to ask, is Vicky spelled with two Ks and an I? Un- so, you know, unfortunately, no. It's just oh, spelled V-I-C-K-Y. Sure. It should have been, though. Like, you can't do that. You'd be just like Nikki Six. Like, that's the idea. Exactly. But yeah, that, that album's called Ignite that's the Sky. That's pretty cool, man. There's some good stuff going on in Europe, and there has been for a long time now. I'm glad that we've got some good American bands on our list today. But yeah, it looks like uh, as far as we get closer to the top, Europe's kind of dominating as far as new bands. Yeah, I'm not done yet either. <laughs> Me neither. So I'm bringing it back with a good old American band from the heart of Texas. Yeah, talking about one of my all-time favorite bands that came out with a new album in 2020. I'm talking about the Super Suckers, who came out with the album Play That Rock and Roll on February 7th on Acetate Records. Is this their 11th or their 13th studio album? I'm not sure. Somewhere in there. They've put out so many different albums, EPs. All kinds of stuff that I've kind of lost track, but I'm pretty sure it's between 11 and 13 now. But I do know it's the follow-up to 2018 Suck It, which was a great album. And the new one was recorded at Willie Nelson's studio in Austin, Texas. If you love the Super Suckers, you're going to love this. Ain't nothing not to love about the new album. Play that rock and roll. And, you know, influenced by Motorhead, Ozzy, Ramones, ACDC, Waylon Jennings. You know, the super suckers. (laughs) 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 They do a cover of uh, Dead Jailer Rock and Roll by Michael Monroe on there, too. Oh, I got to check that out. I love that. Yeah, it's a cool song, man. Very cool. I love the super suckers. Those guys have been through hell and back, too. But this album is Fucking awesome, man. I like it a lot. So, Super Suckers, keep it coming, brothers. You're doing great. Yeah, very uh, consistent band. You know what you're going to get when you get in a Super Suckers album. Yeah, sure. and it's going to be awesome. So, my uh, my number five uh, is uh, Michael Grant and the Assassins, always the villain. Uh, you probably remember Michael Grant from L.A. Guns, and before that he was in the band Endeavor After. Uh, when he left L.A. Guns, I didn't really think we'd hear much from him, but I was really wrong. Um, this album was released on Frontiers. This is really becoming a trend in July. And uh, it's great all the way through. A lot of great guitar playing hooks. And, and Grant's voice is really unique. It kind of gives it its own vibe. And uh, it's another case where I think the label picked right on the, the single to lead things off on because this is kind of a great 
hard slash pop rock song. Uh, I think Red Light Run is a great song from this record. Uh, there's a lot of great songs on there. The title track's really good. A little bit more of a heavier tune, but uh, yeah, he's he's a talented cat. I'm uh, I'm a little sad that La Guns didn't want him in the band. He he really I thought he added a good flavor to that band. Yeah, I think so too. But you know that's way it goes. You know it's it's La Guns. You know you got to keep that rotation rolling. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Got a and, reputation uh, to uphold. And I'll spoil the rest of my list. There's no LA Guns on my list this year. Uh, no LA Guns on my list year this year either. But it wasn't bad. I mean, it's again, I have a hard time considering that LA Guns, even though that's what it's called on its own. Good band. LA mm-hmm. Guns, I think, having the name on there kind of hurts it for people that are really fans of LA Guns, you know. And that's your market audience, right? I mean, if that's who you're aiming for, you don't want to make them feel funny or make them kind of mad about it and be like damn it steve riley you're the fucking drummer dude got tracy and phil over here in this la guns that's really kind of la guns then at that point i think yeah i agree i mean it like you said it 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 wasn't terrible but it wasn't awesome either not terrible but definitely and i wasn't even a big fan of the missing piece although i like the newer one that phil and uh that phil and tracy did but not as good as that stuff. No, definitely not. But, man, that's a good way to kick off the top five because now we're down to the serious stuff right now. So you ready for my number five album of 2020? Yep. Sometimes I forget how good this band is. They've been around for a long, long time and put out one of their best albums ever in 2020. I'm talking about the mighty Armored Saint. This band is so good. So good. I mean, so tight. The guitar playing is what I love about this so much, you know. And I became a fan of Armored Saint by discovering John Bush after he joined Anthrax. I mean, I knew who Armored Saint was, but I didn't know nothing about him. Nobody I knew ever listened to him, so I never checked him out. But then when John Bush joined Anthrax and Sound of White Noise came out, I loved that album so much. I was like, well, I got to check out this Armored Saint then if that was where John Bush come from and dug it a lot. I was like, man, this is amazing stuff. And so been kind of keeping up with them ever since. They came out with a really good album just a couple of years ago called Wind Hands Down. And that came out in 2015. And that album was bad ass. And I thought, man, that's going to be hard to top. But Armored Saint put out their eighth 
full-length studio album in 2020, and man, they killed it. Such a great band, awesome album, good stuff from Armored Saint. One of the greatest guitar duos of our day, I think. Phil Sandoval and Joey Vera. Mm, they killed it. Yeah, they were. Uh, they're a great band, and, and yeah, that would have made my list for sure. Uh, it was one of my favorite metal records of the year. And John Bush, man, like it was weird. Like the you know, I've seen, I've watched live clips of them over the last few years, and. It seemed like his vocals were getting more and more strained as time went on, but I don't know if they did studio magic or what, but he sounds like in his prime on this record. Yeah, John Bush sounds like a million bucks on this album. That one came out on October 22nd on Metal Blade Records. Go check it out. It's called Punching the Sky. Very cool. Number five. So so my number four, uh, did you know there's great rock being made in <laughs> Curitiba, Brazil? And where? Curitiba de Brazil? Uh, no, I was definitely not aware of this. I wasn't until this year either. So, uh, talking about a band called Electric Mob, and uh, they were signed to Frontiers Records, and uh, the band members are Renan Zonta, Ben Hur Alwater, Yuri Alero, and Andre Lister. That was very brave of you to attempt that, my friend. Well, with a name like Senzak, you're willing to take those chances. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh this is a this is a really good record and, and i love that frontiers is uh, you know moving into these younger acts because that's what you got to do like that that's part of and we're not paid by frontiers we just love what they're doing and and they're a great place to get new tunes by the heritage acts and i think they'll always be that but you know these are the artists we grew up on are getting older and they're doing the right thing by like let's, let's find some young blood and put them in here and uh, this band was a great find. Uh, Electric Mob put out an album called Discharge this year. I'm not crazy about that album name, but um, you can hear uh, you can kind of hear elements of Zeppelin and White Snake in this stuff, and uh, especially in the song Far Off.
Brazilian rock, huh? It's pretty great, right? Really great. Yeah. yeah they, what is that called again? Electric Mob. Electric Mob. Wow. Yeah. I uh, I really dug that. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's kind of like a White Snake slash Zeppelin type yeah. vibe. Yeah. A lot of great stuff. And like, if you, you remember the band Inglorious, we've played them on the show before. Yes. Uh-huh. It's kind of like if, if you like them, you'll like these guys. Yeah, I could see that. It's definitely got that kind of seventies rock feel to it. I dig it, man. I'm your your bulge cost me money, Sinzak. <laughs> I do it every year. <laughs> I know. I I am sitting here putting together a list off of your picks of all these bands I've never heard of that I'm gonna have to go get their albums now. <laughs> Happy to help. Hopefully we sell a lot of stuff for people this year. Yeah. You know, have you heard that uh, Frontiers put out a lot of really great albums last year? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not done with them yet, either. (laughs) No, me neither. And even with my next pick, I won't be quite done with Frontiers yet. Man, you you just got... If you are into the kind of music that we're into, you got to love Frontiers Records. This one came out on September 4th. These guys just keep getting better and better and better, it seems like. I'm talking about Striper, and they released this year... This last they released this last year, even the devil believes, mm-hmm. and it's their thirteenth full length studio album, follow up to 2018's Goddamn Evil, and their first album with Perry Richardson on bass. And uh, you know, I gotta say, I think Perry kind of elevates this band a little bit because as much as I've been loving the last few albums that Stripers come out with, and I've been saying for years now that. I wasn't a big fan of Striper when I was young, but coming up and doing this show really opened me up to Striper, and what really opened me up to them is the stuff that they've been coming out with in the last 10 years. But I think this one tops them all. The album's called Even the Devil Believes, and it's just loaded full of good rock songs. keep getting better and better and better and better but they do it's striper Mm, i love this new album yeah it's it's really great and it's great to hear perry playing on that and uh yeah i just man they're just such a great band like and they just they have gone so far above so many of their peers it's crazy you know they're, they're they're all still relatively like in good shape they still and you could tell that Michael Sweet still really works on his vocals and his guitar playing. 
Oh, definitely. The guitars are super powerful on this album. The rhythm section, I mean, Perry's integrated himself perfectly into this band. It almost sounds like he should have been in this band all along. But when it comes to Michael Sweet and his vocals, I mean, throughout the history of this band, you know, you've got to consider Michael Sweet one of the best vocalists out there. Like you said, unique, strong, you know, he's he's got an amazing voice. And when a lot of bands that were in the same era of Striper, you look at them and go, oh, well, they're getting old, you know, and they're not going to be around forever. You look at Striper and go, man, you know, somebody bless this band with longevity because, and I can give you one guess who, but <laughs> <laughs> but they are just amazing band that just, like I said, they keep getting better and better. I'm always super impressed every time they come out with a new album and this one is you know no different if not more so than the stuff they have been coming out with which i love it you know the stuff they're doing nowadays turned me into a striper fan made me go all the way back to the beginning to listen to those early albums and get a new appreciation for them but it's all based on this new stuff coming out that made me go back and check out the early stuff. And you know what? Today, I consider myself a big Striper fan, and I didn't say that when I was young. You know, I thought I just didn't didn't really care for them when I was younger. But, man, right now, there you are. Bam, number four on the top 15 of 2020. Yeah, and that would have made my list, too. But, and like, but they've kind of, and I was a fan back in the day, but uh, it's... It's kind of a reinvention, you know. Like they still sound like you can still hear the striper of old, but but there's there's a little difference to it, you know. It's almost like they they successfully brought themselves into the modern age, which is hard to do for those older bands. Yeah, they're just better. I think. <laughs> so um, for my number three, and this is uh this is where I cheat and pick something off an EP, uh, purely because the song that I zeroed in on is this song is like one of the biggest earworms you'll ever find like the chorus to the song is going to be stuck in your head i can almost guarantee it um you may remember the guys from Cotto uh being at rock and pod in 2019 if you got to attend oh yeah i remember those dudes they were really cool yeah they're um a couple of australian guys that moved over here to make it in music and Cotto, you know sadly broke up this past about a, a little over a year ago and uh but then the two main guys, Kurt Lowney and Mika Newtenen, I think I'm saying that right, uh, they formed a new band called The Scent uh, right here in Nashville. And this is not hard rock by any means. It's more just pop rock, I would say. But like this damn song just will not get out of my head. And it's one of the most well-written things I've heard from a younger band in a long time. So if you... If you dug Cotto um, and, and you need to check out the new EP Follow by The Scent with a song called Dry Sherry. Sherry was a looker dressed up like she could have broken 40 hearts tonight. You love her when you shouldn't hope and it'll be alright.
that's that's really I think the cheap trick lover in me really thinks yeah. that a lot. Yeah, I could hear Cheap Trick doing that song. That's really kind of cool, man. That's it's different, you know, because we just got done playing like Armored Saint and Striper yeah. and a little bit heavier stuff. But there's something really cool about that. I dig it. Yeah, it's like that's definite power pop. But yeah, I can hear the Cheap Trick sound in that. But yeah, they're just they're really good. It's only they only put out like I think it's four songs on the EP. But man, I uh, I look forward to more from those guys because that's really good. Shoot, yeah, man, me too. You got to stay updated on that. Let the people know when a full-length album comes out. Hopefully, it does. Yeah. So you get down to your number three now. We're in the top three. This is the important stuff right now. You know, everybody said 2020 sucked, but you know, it's all about your perspective. Me myself, you well, know, I got a new Ace Frail album, got a new Super Suckers album, got a new Enough's Enough album, and. Got a new album from Local H. That's right. Came out on April 10th on Anti-Fragile Music. The album's called Lifers. 2020 marked the 30th anniversary of Local H. That's right. This is their ninth full-length studio album. A follow-up to 2015's Hey Killer, which, man, I was a big fan of that album, so I didn't know you know, if they were going to be able to, to match that in my mind, you know, so I was wondering what it was going to be like. And then songs started getting kind of released as singles. Had this song called Patrick Bateman, which is, I guess, uh, owed to the, yeah, the killer from the movie, The American Psycho. Is that what that is? I think so, yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we've shouted out Cobras and Fire a couple of times already in this episode, so I'm going to do it just one more time. And I also listened to their year-end one, too, because, you know, it's it's cool because I like their show. And, two, they do the year-end year best of kind of thing like we do. Mm-hmm. And so I always like to listen to them to see if there's anything maybe I missed out on. And so it worked out for you. But Loose Cannon was talking about the new Local H album, Lifers. And he kind of had the same thing as me. When you heard Patrick Bateman, I thought, oh, you know, this is weird. I don't really like this. You know, it's like... There, it's rare for me to hear a local H song where I go, "Ooh, yeah, that's that's not really good," you know. And and if that's the first thing you hear, you think, "Oh man, what's what's gonna what's the rest of the album?" Now I'm worried, you know, because I yeah. I don't like the first single, you know. And this is one of my all my this is one of my favorite bands, and I I just don't like it. So I'm worried, and the album comes out, and as scared as I was, and yeah, it's weird. Patrick Bateman's the first song on the album. But Loose Cannon nailed it. You know, once you get past that song, the rest of the album is killer, and I agree with him 100% on that. Yeah, New Local H, man. Good news for me. And it's a great album, too.
award for drummer of the year goes to Ryan Harding from Local H for his work on this album. Oh, so good. As I mentioned, this one was released on CD and digital download, but you could also get it on vinyl and cassette tape. Yeah, that's a thing again. Yeah, pretty cool, man. New Local H, the album's called Lifers, came out on April 10th. Get it. It's good. All right. So uh, I'm going to go back across the pond, but this time we're going to England for my next pick. All right, here we go. Number two. Um, as just as local H and Ace Frehley are kind of obvious picks of yours, this is one that when it came out, I'm sure most people are like, all right, Chris is going to pick this one. So, uh, talking about massive wagons, who's been kind of like my favorite band over the last two years. Uh, love this band. They, uh, released house of noise on earache records in July. And I just, I love them. It's like, it's got kind of like anthemic arena rock songs, but tongue in cheek lyrics. They don't take themselves too seriously. They're just a fun band. And uh, this song got my attention immediately when it was uh, released. And it's definitely a great message going into the new year. Um, talking about the song In It Together. mistake this year as i make every year i say oh massive wagons came out with a new one well i'm not even going to listen to that because i know chris is going to pick it but now i hear this i go man i should have listened to that <laughs> oh that's, that's a good record there's a there's a lot of cool songs on this one and yeah i knew when i knew it'd be on my list when it came out earlier and it did, did have to grow on me a little bit more than the last one i think the last one was more of like i immediately loved it but it grew on me there's some funny song there's a song on there called hala screw ya that's pretty good um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a great record. If you haven't checked out massive wagons and you love that type of rock, then yeah, you, you would not, uh, you would, you would not be making a bad decision to buy it. Yeah. And you've been singing that band's praises for years now on the show. So everybody, yeah, definitely something to check out. Yeah. And they're good guys. They, they actually interact with, with their fans a lot on social media. I've, I've chatted with a couple of them over the last couple of years. You know, that's that's another thing, too. You know, as we go into our number two picks of 2020, when you're discovering bands through us, go to their Facebook pages, you know, give them a like, give them a follow, keep up with them. You want to take it one step further? Tell them you heard about them here on the Decibel Geek podcast. If you dig these bands, you drop our name to them. Maybe they'll remember us later on when we're asking for an interview or something for an album's Unleashed, maybe. But, uh, yeah, get out and show these bands some love. And I am ready for my number two. Are you ready for my number two? Yeah, let's do it. This is something that I did not expect to be my number two album of 2020. 
heard a lot of praise for it. Thought I gotta check it out. This band is legendary. And they don't come out with new albums very often. So when they do, you better check it out. I'm talking about the one and only Blue Oyster Cult. On October 9th, what? Can you believe it? Frontiers Records again. (laughs) Yep, Frontiers Records helped them release The Symbol Remains. And I got to tell you, this album is super, super impressive. I did not expect this out of Blue Oyster Cult. If you'd have told me in 2019, Blue Oyster Cult's going to be your number two pick of 2020, I'd have never believed that. Never in a million years. But after listening to this album, man, there is there's some cool, cool stuff going on on this album. It's their 15th and their first new album in 19 years. This one just barely cracked the U.S. album charts, but it did go to number 12 on the Billboard Top Album Sales Chart. I don't even know what that is. I didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> I didn't either. I guess the story is, is they came out with an album in 2001. Nobody bought it. And so they said, what's, what's the point of making new albums? You know, nobody buys it. Yeah, our fans dig it, you know, but we're not. It costs money to make an album we're going to lose money if we put out an album, but our handful, well, more than handful, but our, our select group of fans, you know, will definitely love it, but we're going to lose money on it. Especially back in those days, it was more expensive to make an album back then. Yeah. So I think maybe that maybe came into play. Could be all these years of just pent up songs inside of them, just dying to get out. But man, this album is epic really epic because that's the best way i can think of describe it with songs that are just gonna blow your mind
so cool, man. And the song The Alchemist is just like a perfect example of this may be an album that came out in 2020, but that is 100% without a doubt Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, yeah. Nobody sounds like those guys. And the, the production on that record is huge. I love the production on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The whole thing has got like this big epic feel to it. Like if I was going to have a Dungeons and Dragons party, <laughs> that's the album I'm going to play and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's definitely uh, mystical sounding and, and, and the album cover might be the best album cover of the year too. Quite possibly, man. It's really awesome, man. I was always kind of just a casual Blue Oyster Cult fan. You know, of course, you know the songs, you know, the, the handful that you hear on the radio, but they've got a shit ton of albums in their awesome discography and they're a band that i still discover there's still blue oyster cult albums out there i haven't heard including that last one that came out in 2001 so i'm still on a path of discovery with blue oyster cult but if somebody that's like me that's not a huge giant fan of this band is so blown away by this album i can't imagine what somebody who loves blue oyster cult must feel after 2020 after hearing this so very cool and if you are a huge blue oyster cult fan or you know of a big fan of this band you got to let them know about the awesome interview that ian wadley and josh toomey was there too did with uh i think buck dharma wasn't it is that who they talked to yeah they did an awesome interview talked to blue oyster cult and you ought to check that out but most definitely I think the symbol remains is something you need to purchase, you need to own, and thank me later. Yep. All right, we ready for my number one? Here we go. The moments we all been waiting for. What are Chris and Aaron's number one albums of 2020? Lay it on me. Okay, so like with Sons of Apollo, that's another band where I didn't know we were going to get a second record from this band, but I sure am happy that we did. Um, talking about Tokyo Motor Fist. You remember, I really love that record they put out like two years ago, I think. I sure do, because you turned me on to that, and that album was freaking awesome. And uh, released in April on, guess which record label? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Could it be Frontiers? <laughs> it definitely is Frontiers. Um, and if you don't know, or if you're new to the show, uh, this band uh, has Ted Poley from Danger Danger on vocals and Steve Brown from Trickster on guitar. And Steve Brown is also um, the guitar tech for Def Leppard. And when you hear this band, you will understand why. Because uh, you will hear a lot of old school Def Leppard kind of sound to this band. It's uh, They had a self-titled de- debut a couple years ago. There is no new ground being broken here at all. It's a straight-up 80s-style hard rock record, and that's a good thing to me. Um, it was hard to pick a number one for my list this year, to, but uh, the song that I that I did pick uh, was probably the song that I spun more in the past year than any other. So uh, I would have to go with Tokyo Motor Fist's Youngblood.
That would have been huge if it would have came out in 1990. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that would have been something that Data said, you need to make a video. We need to put this on MTV right now. You guys are going to be massive. Oh, yeah. It totally fits into that era. And it's just like, it's so cool, though, because those guys are from that era. But to hear them still put out something that high quality, I don't care if it sounds stuck in the past. That's what I like about it, you know? Right. No, totally. And that's cool because that's who those guys are. You know, it would kind of be phony for them to not do something like that. So you got to give those guys credit. Ted Poley, awesome dude, sticking to their guns and doing what they do. And even though it's 2020 and maybe that's not the most popular thing worldwide to be doing, hey, you're still number one on Chris Sinzak's list yeah. on the Decibel Geek podcast. So, you know, it's got to come for something. But yeah, if you like that, you know, slick melodic hard rock from the late 80s buy both of those records because they they're loaded with tons of songs like that very cool all right so here we are at the final the very final end i think by order of elimination it's pretty easy (laughs) to figure out what my number one album in 2020 is it was their 17th studio album follow-up to 2014's rock or bust and i gotta say i like this one a lot more than that one Talking about the new ACDC album, Power Up. At the beginning of the year, I didn't know we were going to get a new ACDC album, so it was kind of a sweet surprise when we did. And like I said, you know, in the Decibel Geek era, and that's the way I kind of look at it, because in my life, Decibel Geek has become an era to me. And so in the Decibel Geek era, we've had Black Ice, we've had Rocker Bust, and now we've had Power Up. Black Ice, you know, had some good songs on it, but overall it wasn't, you know, a super great album. And kind of the same thing with Rocker Bust. Handful of great songs. Some songs just kind of okay. But it's strange because this is the first album without Malcolm Young, although all the songs were written by he and Angus. Yeah. But this is the best. And I hate to even think that because it's like, man, it doesn't seem right that the one without Malcolm is better than the last two with. But I think there's the losing of Malcolm kind of inspired this album to greatness. You know, the guys knew that if they were going to put out this album, if they were going to continue on and make this a tribute to him, this album really, really needed to kick ass. And, Man, they delivered the goods on this. They really did. I'm, man, I'm proud to be an ACDC fan. I have been for my whole life. And 2020, damn good year for ACDC fans because we got this.
Man, it's amazing to think that, you know, about a year ago or so, it was almost like ACDC had broken up. Yeah. You know, Brian Johnson was out, the bass player left, the drummer was gone, and then all of a sudden everything with the passing of Malcolm brought all those elements back together. And like I said, this is truly an inspired release by ACDC. You know, people will say, eh, ACDC, they release the same album every time, but... You know, they don't change their style to the point where ACDC fans are going to be like, what? You know, what the hell is it? You you know what you're getting with an ACDC album. It's just a matter of how good is it going to be on yeah. ACDC standards? How solid, how good is the album going to be on a whole? You know, are you going to get three or four really awesome tracks and then a bunch of filler? Not this case. You know, there's really, I mean, there's nothing on the album I don't like. And the ones, there's just songs that I like a little bit more than others. And even in that case, there's only like one or two mm-hmm. that I don't like as much as the other ones. So, yeah, man, great year for ACDC fans. Even if it sucked for everybody else, that album, it showed something, too, because it topped the charts all over the world, yeah. you know, which is pretty damn cool that in 2020, ACDC is still one of the top bands in the entire freaking world to the point where it was the number one album of the entire year in Austria, Germany, and up there by them Swiss Alps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I and this definitely would have made this probably would have been in my top five if we weren't trying to, you know, pick separate lists because uh, it's just it definitely lived up to the hype, which I was worried about. I was afraid. I was like, I don't know, because they hyped the shit out of this, you know, in the couple of months leading up to it. And I was like, man, I hope this doesn't disappoint me. And uh, no, it came out and it was just amazing. I uh, favorite songs for me on this one. I shot in the dark. I love. I love. Yep. Um, Demon fire is a great song. Yes. And uh, I think my favorite though is through the mists of time. I love that one. Yeah, me too. That one's really emotional because it kind of tells the story about you know what it must feel like for them to look at i mean malcolm has been there since the very very beginning malcolm and angus you know it's always been them too since the very beginning and you know you would just think such a huge important part of the band dies you know and is gone you think it's going to crumble how can it carry on you know but for them to come back this strong is just a testament to the ability of this band and the talent and and the fact that the fans you know the fans have been so strong for acdc for such a long time that they were going to go out and buy that no matter what you know they were going to support their band and you know what that's what's really awesome like a lot of people were angry about ozzy because i think they were excited you know people get excited when ozzy comes out with a new album when acdc comes out with a new album but in this case where with ozzy people listen to that and go oh this isn't you know this isn't my ozzy this isn't blizzard of oz people that like back in black are also gonna love power up you know so there's no problems there so yeah congratulations to acdc not just number one with me but number one in the hearts of people all over the planet so yeah yeah, i think that's easy for me to put them at number one well and i love that they had the balls pun intended to uh, do a song called money shot (laughs) (laughs) of course they did it would it would be funny if you looked at that and go wait a minute there's no songs on here with titles like money shot I think that's not right. I think they dedicated that one to Peter North. (laughs) 
So yeah, there you go. That's uh best of twenty twenty. So before we wrap things up here today, you know, twenty twenty was I mean, especially if you're like Chris and myself, you know, living here in the United States. Man, 2020 was a messed up year, really messed up between the pandemic and the political craziness going on in our country. I just want to say, you know, all year long, we sat through 2020 and we said, I can't wait for it to be over. I can't wait for it to be over. A new year, a new beginning. And, you know, as we record this, there's more crazy shit going on, you know, in our country. So, you know, it's a really tough thing to go through and not have any kind of control over what is being done around us. What we can control is our perspectives and how we treat people. So no matter what your beliefs are deep down inside, man, it's never an excuse to be a dick to somebody else. So let's just show some love this year to each other. You know, let's let's celebrate this music and celebrate each other and, you know, Let's make 2021 a fucking awesome year because we know there's some really great music coming our way because of the pandemic last year. Everybody was sitting on their asses, hopefully writing new albums, getting into the studio. I mean, we've got Accept music coming out. we got new music from Alice Cooper. That new album from Ace Fraley is supposed to be coming out. Uh, you know, so the future is wide open for us because we're rock and rollers. We know how to appreciate life. So let's appreciate life. Let's appreciate each other. And like I said, show somebody some love in 2021. Let's stop fucking around with each other and being dicks to everybody. Let's just be cool. You know, let's just be cool. It's 2021, baby. It's yeah. a new year. I, uh, I totally agree. And to, uh, to wrap it up on a good note, I'm going to borrow from something that's appropriate. The, uh, Jerry Springer show. Cause he would always end the show by saying, take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>